0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 74 of You Heard It Here
1: Second. New podcasts are released every week on DerekAndSteve.com and on iTunes as well.
0: So just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today. This was more, this was like a typical Shark Week show. Like, sports science mixed with sharks is what this was. Derek and Steve present...
1: I was... Way too excited. Yeah, I was talking about it all day.
0: <laughs> Steve was talking about it all day. I sure. could not stop talking about Steve... it.
1: it. I felt totally bamboozled.
0: They aired a fake documentary two Shark Weeks ago, two Shark Years ago, whatever. It <laughs> two <laughs> Shark Years ago. Yeah. Two years ago, Shark Week. They <laughs> they ran a fake documentary. But...
1: I might start calling things Shark Years. You heard it here second.
0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode. Seventy four. Have you heard of your second? I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what's going on?
1: What is going on, Derek? Welcome to episode seventy four. My question to you is do we celebrate seventy five?
0: You know, I thought about it that. It cre- it
1: crept up on me real fast.
0: Yeah, me too. Um I didn't
1: think seven I-, I didn't really think of it until I saw the number of this episode.
0: I didn't either. And I think we semi celebrated twenty, then fifty we went big four. Went huge. And then seventy five I don't know. I don't know what we'll do.
1: I haven't considered anything.
0: Well, maybe we have to go back and listen to 25.
1: No. And, well, maybe. And, and see
0: what, just see what we did. Just see if we did anything.
1: The Quarter quarter Century. The Quarter Quell. The Quarter Quell. That's a... 75 is a, a lot of episodes, lot. and it's real close to 100. It's actually close Once to 100. Once you get over 75... Like we joked like, <laughs> like
0: on 51, after we, we made that huge montage for 50, we joked in 51, it's like, hey, we're almost at 100. We and should like, do we're the, actually halfway to 100 now. We
1: should now. do the 100th episode... Like so drunk we could barely talk as like a celebration.
0: We that we that's do you worth think that trying. Make,
1: do you think that would make for good radio? Or I good
0: think smoke? it it might. Yeah, we need to, we need to plan the episode first, and then and, and then a, get really drunk. and have a
1: bunch of really argumentative topics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but but it needs to be planned first, and like maybe we'll get a guest like a like a dead sober like guest, like a mediator, yeah, <laughs> a
1: moderator. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that this, just a, this could just be worth... Just floating out some ideas, you know? This
0: could be worth... It could be worth it. And, you know, we, we even... If we even had any reservations about doing that on a Monday, we could do it on Saturday that, that week. That would be hilarious. You know, we could, like, legitimately just get... Like, start drinking at, like, 5 o'clock on Saturday. And record And at record like at, like, 10 11. o'clock, <laughs> yeah. 11 o'clock. I mean, that's... We could potentially do that.
1: Just keep it... Keep keep your uh, How about mind we, open. Yeah,
0: we can... We, I don't know if we're going to make another montage. It'll be pretty redundant with 50, but we could also include the next 50's worth. Yeah. You know, so there'll be, we'll take the best half of the clips from 50 and then add in another bunch from 51 yep. through 100. Yep. And uh, if we produce that first and then we air it in episode 100 <laughs> while we're s*** <laughs> faced, you know, <laughs> like.
1: At least something will go well. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's definitely consider that. Cool. Yeah. I'm in on that. Yeah. Um, that fun. So today's episode for the fans is, is going to be a little shorter. We've got three segments for you. There's not much going on in the BC world, and there's not much going on in the sports world. Correct. There is a lot going on in the pop culture world.
0: Yes, there is. Um, so the pop, pop culture, culture world for us. It is popping. Yeah, for sure. So
1: first, we're going to do a very mini BC football preview, just because we haven't actually mentioned the schedule. We haven't mentioned which games we're excited for mm-hmm. um, and how we think BC is going to do. Um, that is not going to be our in-depth uh, college football preview, which will be in a couple weeks, um, with our roommate Rob. And this will mostly just to be a filler. Yeah, <laughs> we, this is a little bit of filler we space. We don't have the, anything to talk about. At BC. The, the, yeah.
0: So, so we um, we do have a guest coming next week. Uh, oh yes, for, we BC, for BC.
1: We have a BC guest, Austin Giles, former uh, defensive, defensive lineman, lineman for BC. The, went to the ACC championship game. Played alongside BJ Raji. Yep. Um, played with Matt Ryan. Yep. So um, was a
0: pretty regular starter during those years from two thousand five six to two thousand nine, I yeah. believe. Um,
1: Apparently, since college, he start not starred, but f- was featured in a couple movies like Grown Ups two and The Equalizer and The Heat with um, Melissa McCarthy and interesting uh, S- Bullock, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Sandra yeah, Bullock. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. So we're gonna get some interesting insight with him. Um, ask about yeah. the last time BC football was good, <laughs> and maybe hear about that. Yeah. Um, but for now, we get to talk about. Why BC football is bad, <laughs> and if we're gonna be
0: bad for sure. So, um, and, and so just as a heads up, we had originally hoped to have him on today. That's kind of why we're going through this BC football filler to start the show. Uh, it's our mini preview, like you said. Uh, Rob will be on the show in a couple of weeks, probably to do a full football college football preview. Um, so let's start. There's two things I want to talk about for BC football. One is the quarterback battle, and then two is the schedule. So let's start okay. with the quarterback battle first. Um. Anthony Brown is a redshirt freshman this season, uh, relatively highly anticipated prospect at quarterback dual threat QB, but, um, hyped to be better than what a lot of these dual threats have been for BC who can't pass the ball and can only run. Uh, he's hyped to be able to pass the ball. Um, a lot of people want this kid to start. I think I would put myself in that group. Um, but Darius Wade is the incumbent, I guess you could say. Um, it's, he's, gonna be, he's a redshirt junior, so Darius Wade has been in the program for three years and yeah. is entering his junior year. Now, we mentioned this before the show. Um, the most frustrating thing in the entire world, if you're a Boston College fan, yeah, is that we that. should already know how good Darius Wade is because Darius Wade should have played all last year, and yeah. we would have been able to evaluate him and know who our quarterback is this year. But we played Patrick Toll's last year.
1: But you know what we did, Derek, and you know what Adazio <laughs> would tell you what we did.
0: Oh yeah, I already know. We won a bowl game. We won a bowl baby, game
1: yeah. at, with six wins.
0: We went six wins, six and six, won a bowl game to go to seven and six against Maryland, who's another average team, and that's great. Congrats! Um, but so, so pa- now we're Patrick Toll's to, Patrick Toll's to square one. Patrick Toll's probably works at some accounting firm now and. Wears a certain tie to work every day and will never play football again in his life.
1: Definitely still has flow.
0: Yeah, he's definitely still who, has some good flow. Yeah. But um, so again, just a w- we were we were saying this halfway through last year. As soon as it was evident that you were not going to compete for the ACC title, which was evident before the season probably started. But whatever, I'm fine with you having some hope at the beginning of the year that yeah. you're going to do something. As soon as it was clear you weren't contending for anything, you got to play the guy that is the future. One of the options in the future, Darius Way like. You, you kill two birds with one stone. You either get Darius Wade the experience and he is good and he's now going to be your quarterback for the next two years after last year, or you find out that he's not good. And that's just as productive as us finding out that Patrick Tolles wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. So we didn't find out that Darius Wade wasn't good. We we don't know that yet. And now I will be banging my head against the wall if five games into this season we learn that Darius Wade isn't good. Um, so that's the problem. I hope Darius Wade's good. I mean, I'm fine with him being the quarterback if he's good.
1: So here's another problem, is that Coach Adazio refuses to say that either one is the starter. Correct. So last year, he did a great job of picking a starter (laughs) immediately because he happened to be a transfer. Right. And a a senior. And a a senior senior with experience. Graduate student. Yeah. Uh, One year left. He's a veteran. He's a veteran kid. So he got the automatic start. Did... Just exactly average. And then now we have two possibly good quarterbacks. Yeah. And there's,
0: there's and, no say. Yeah. And so, and, and whatever. I, I don't have a huge problem with there not being a decision right now.
1: This goes back um, to your point of why did you make the decision last year?
0: The, the decision could be made right now if you, exactly. Especially with like five games left in the season. When you knew that you were done competing for anything more than maybe a bowl game. And, and that's... This is what we talked about. We talked about this. Uh, if I wanted to, we could go find the clips from last season on the podcast because we hated Adazio. We said that Adazio was coaching for his job and his job only. He was not coaching for the future of the program. He was coaching for his job. And yes. that was absolutely true. And because he, he felt comfortable with Patrick Tolles at quarterback and he thought that Tolles gave him the best chance to win those games. And I will say that that might have been true. Maybe that's true that Patrick Tolles gave him the best chance to win those games, but it was the wrong choice for the program. And That's what this situation comes from now, because we don't know how good Wade is. So when it comes down to it for me, I don't know how good uh, Anthony Brown is either. So we'll see how good these two kids are. We'll see whichever one we get to see play. The one thing thing that pushes me to really want Anthony Brown to be the quarterback is that I can't remember the last four-year contributor that BC had. When was the last time somebody contributed for four years at BC? From their freshman year, they stepped on the field. Quarterback? Contribute. Quarterback, I don't remember, like, for a long time. Yeah. Um, Chase Reddick, I guess, oh, yeah. did, did contribute. But I'm talking about, like, being a good player for we four had, years. We had Dave Shinsky for three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just, you look at these other programs, like, like, Lamar, like Lamar Jackson last year. He's, he was in his sophomore year after his freshman year he was pretty good and then sophomore who's a Heisman winner, you know. And it's like none of these kids ever seem to get there for B C until they're a senior. Like so I would really love the intrigue of having a young freshman who's good at yeah. quarterback. That was I,
1: I like that, but I also don't think we are the type of team who gets yeah. Lamar Jackson's, yeah. you know I, Oh yeah, for sure. I think we're gonna get a very, very freshman quarterback. Which yeah. is fi- I'm fine yeah. with to be honest, it's not a bad choice to pick between Yeah. Anthony Brown who's supposed to be a little better, who's supposed to be like the future or Darius Wade who has a bit of experience, has been in the offense a while. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a tough Put it this way. It's not a, this is the it's happiest
0: this is the best quarterback situation we've had entering a year since we had Tyler Murphy. So, yes. I mean, at least well, that like at least it's been 3 years since we've had a somewhat optimistic quarterback situation. We didn't have one last year with tolls. Yeah. Even if we thought it was optimistic, it wasn't. Yeah. So, um, okay. So that's the quarterback battle. Now we just want to quickly run through the schedule. So, I'm just going to read these games and I want you to give me your excitement level. Okay. Maybe 1 to 10 or okay. or 0 to 100, whatever you prefer. Yeah. And then I'll tell you mine. I'm going to Okay. So, game number 1 is Friday night at 9:30 p.m., September 1st at Northern Illinois.
1: 4.
0: 4 out of 10. 100. Four out of hundred.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm going to say four out of ten. Well, out of ten. Well, this is – actually, I'm going to say six out of ten because it's the first game. Yeah, yeah, it, it. It's a Friday night. Bring, in all, factors, yeah. bring in all factors. Yeah. Yeah. Bring in all factors. This is actually probably going to be a seven or an eight. Yeah. Maybe even a nine because it's a it's, 9.30 it's the on a Friday. And it's the opener. It's yeah. the opener. We it's, get Labor to, it's Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. We get to be out at a bar. We don't have to be in northern Illinois. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll
0: be fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to also go – I'm going to go eight out of ten is my excitement level for that. Okay, week number two is our first home game. Wake Forest at one p.m. First tailgate.
1: That's the only reason it's getting a positive number. <laughs> hey,
0: there's always reasons.
1: I'm gonna say a three, given a three, given the Wake f- games we've played True. against Wake Forest in the past. I have this, oh, this oh yeah, weird that's a- <laughs> aversion to <laughs> yeah. Wake Forest. It's just tough. that's totally fair. <laughs> yeah, although the first tailgate. It's hundred percent about the first tailgate. Yeah. it's going to be a big game for us.
0: So, what does the first tailgate bump it to? Still a three? Or three. Still a three?
1: Well, yeah. In, in relative to to the other games, yeah, not yeah, like yeah. my excitement. Oh, is going yeah, be yeah, Off yeah. the charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't say eleven for all of them. This is relative yeah. to the other games on yeah. the schedule.
0: Yeah. Um. So, same thoughts for me on the game for the tailgate alone. I'll go five. It's going to be a five. Okay. the The biggest reason that it's not higher because like basically for me every time the first tailgate is high. It's like a ten. Not a ten. Like maybe an eight every time. The biggest reason is that week number 2 uh 3 our next home game is the following week and it's Notre Dame yeah, on Saturday at so, noon. So this is easily conceived to be one of those first weeks that people don't go to the first tailgate because they're just going to go to the second game. Yeah. So Notre Dame week
1: 3. 9.8. Yeah. <laughs> if it was any other time but noon, yeah, it be would a be a 10. I
0: agree completely. I'm going to I'll just go with the same thing, yeah. 9.8. Clemson. Uh at Saturday Clemson. at Clemson is the next week.
1: Love that matchup. Yeah. I love playing Clemson. I think we can compete with them. Mm-hmm. They're not on like, I mean, they're obviously defending national champs. Mm-hmm. They're very, very good. But mm-hmm. they lost their starting quarterback. I think us playing the best teams in the country is how we're going to get better. Correct. So I like that. I'm going to say an eight.
0: I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm going to say an eight and a half. All right. As, particularly if that game makes it on the national TV. If we can be have a winning record the first few games, national TV game. I'm going to go eight and a half on that. Next week is Central Michigan home game.
1: Uh, four. N- <laughs> don't care about the Chippewas.
0: Yeah, I- I'm going to say three. Okay. Th- th- this is the – you can always look at the schedule and say which home game is just that game. That, like, you're going to be sitting out in the sun. It's going to be a boring game. And people are going to go leave at halftime and go to the bar. And, like, it's that's going to be this game. So
1: Go Chippewas. Uh,
0: the following week, home game versus Virginia Tech, October 7th.
1: Uh, five.
0: I'm going to go six. Six and a half, actually, I'm going to go. I think Ooh. I think this could be a good matchup. Bumped it up. <laughs> um, first game in October, we might start to get that fall feel to it. Nice. You're really Virginia analyzing Tech, it. I'm analyzing it here. I'm going to go six and a half. Okay. The next week at Louisville. Seven. I'm going to go six and a half again. I think, I mean, I don't know. Something about Louisville, I'm not convinced Louisville is going to be as dynamic as they were last year. I
1: think Louisville is a, at this point in the season, going to be a huge game for us. It, it probably will Cause be. Because we can beat...
0: That's true.
1: We can be. We can have a winning record by then. Yeah. We we should beat. We, we should, should be start the two. year
0: two and oh. We should start the year two and Three and oh. We really should. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, we get optimistic every year, but Just like saying that's be, yeah.
1: The Louisville game is going to be whether like whether it's or not tipping we point. Yeah. yeah. I think top twenty five before you beat Louisville and mm-hmm. are five and two. Yeah. Going into Virginia and Florida State. So yeah. How about at Virginia?
0: At Virginia, that's a that's a four. Me five, whatever. Yeah, Virginia is not, it's it's not very good. It's winnable, um, but it's gonna be boring. Then
1: the coup de grace Friday, October 27th,
0: 8 p.m. Florida State, 8
1: p.m. Florida State.
0: So that's a 10. That's a 10. I I mean, that's that's the 10 on the schedule. I
1: really, really love that they're making the Florida State BC thing a Friday night special Mm -hmm. every year. Yeah, it was Friday night last year, it was Friday night this year. I don't, I can't remember if it was Friday night in Tallahassee. I think it was.
0: It was. The year in between. It, it, it was a night. I don't know if it was Friday or Saturday, but it was a night. Yeah. yeah. So
1: I, I really liked it. And I don't know why. Like, what's <laughs> the, <do> <laughs> Is What's the reason? It's not <laughs> like we're really good. It needs yeah, to be prime no time. Um, but my whole family's coming up. going to be a huge game. Uh, 8 p.m. Friday. You can't beat that. Florida yeah, State.
0: Absolutely. So looks like then they have a bye week. Then the following week is NC State at home. Five, uh, time to be determined. Yeah, four, this is this is a five for me. That's a very we have a bad, very average, bad game. final stretch. We have yeah. I'm I mean, gonna give well, the final
1: three games. Well, a f- seven.
0: Well, okay. Oh, hold, on, hold on though. Hold, hold okay, on though. Hold on. Okay, I'm holding on. So, NC State. We're m- jumping forward. The next week is uh, against UConn. That's at Fenway Park. Oh yeah. So, so that's not a home game, but it, it's at Fenway. Eight and tickets a half. tickets should be achievable because this isn't Notre Dame monopolizing all the tickets. So that's Saturday, the 18th of November. At 7 p.m., so it's a a night game at Fenway. Um, so I'm gonna go eight and a half
1: on that, yeah. Yeah. Okay,
0: and then at Syracuse to close the year. I don't know, I think I'm gonna say not applicable for this rating because this game, this could be if there's anything at stake, it could be it could be a 10 if there's something big at stake, it could be a zero if there's nothing at stake, so um. That one I'm going to say not applicable. I'm so. gonna,
1: yeah, sure. I'm going to say who cares.
0: <laughs> it could it could be big though. It could okay, be big,
1: so, so that wraps up the mini preview. All right. Um, any final thoughts on BC's upcoming sport? We're nope. gonna we're gonna do an official yeah. breakdown of, of college football,
0: college not football not just BC, but we'll talk actually about the BC team a little bit with Rob, uh, and then other teams around other conferences, other teams, so the big storylines. Cool. So that'll be coming up probably in two weeks. So there it is.
1: There it is. So. Moving right along, we've got a lot of pop culture. Some hot pop culture, if you will. Yes, we do. Um, And I think the best way of starting is the only way of starting nowadays. Only only way of starting any conversation (laughs) in the workplace, at the mall, with your parents. Game of Thrones. I think you're right. I think you're right. I really enjoyed that you put this underneath the... uh, podcast i did
0: this i usually put this type of thing in later but i was like you know what we'll put it in for the beginning of our segment and then i'll i'll quiet it down i love
1: it it's getting me amped so, up so um, thrones i will it playing for a little bit we are it's kind of distracting me okay anyways. i'll bring <laughs> <down. laughs> it <laughs> uh thrones is hot yeah it is thrones it is. is hotter spoilers, than it's ever been spoilers yeah btw uh yeah thrones is hotter than it's ever been We've got a lot of moving parts. We've got some new storylines which we didn't expect. We mm-hmm. just kind of expected all this convergence and no new, um, new adventures, I guess. Yeah. Um, but we've got it all. We've got it all. In on on every, on every separate storyline. So let's go through.
0: Yeah. So where do you want to start? Let's 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 hit some of these new theories and stuff after we just go over the episode in general. Okay. So. What'd you, you think? I, the episode was a little bit of a setup episode. Setup I thought.
1: episode, but I really, really liked what they were setting up.
0: Yes, agreed.
1: In theory, yeah. so, I mean, my—I'll just start with my favorite part, which is the ending. Yeah. The squad assembled oh to go get the White Walkers. <laughs> is the squad you want to go into battle with? With like that's the crew.
0: Like literally any battle. Yes. Like it's I'm going into any battle. You describe any battle to me. That's the that's the I squad. I can think taking. of a
1: character who I would also like to be there. Like who like I feel like they've picked whatever the seven guys are. Yeah. And you're like, is there someone else who's still alive that should be there in place of someone else?
0: Maybe Braun.
1: Maybe Braun. You're right. If Braun made it there somehow. Yeah. If Braun was part of that pack. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: But story wise there's not conceivably another person that would fit into that pack that should have gone.
1: They that is a great package of
0: So just to recap recap that pack, it's obviously Jon Snow himself who's going. Uh, despite all conventional wisdom that the king himself should not be going on that journey, yep. uh, Tormund, who's the wildling, uh, with the redbeard wildling, great. Uh, Jorah Mormont, who's recently cured. Huge. Uh, Gendry, the, the guy that uh, Gendry, Gendry. New guy. Yeah. Gendry. The yeah he not it's new but he's back from earlier season. Yeah. Um,
1: new so, to the season. Yeah,
0: new to the season. Gendry's back and has a haircut. Um, and has a haircut. That's true. Uh, but still <laughs> does the same job in King's Landing. Uh, and yeah. the Hound, uh, Clegane and Thoros and Beric, the brotherhood without banners. So I don't they're not major characters at this point but they've been with the hound uh, in their so travels. So I don't know lumping much about
1: them. The hound and Thoros and Beric into like one person their group yeah. is individually they're not that great. Yeah. As a group they're perfect. Yeah. Like Thoros always dying and, and pretending like being really deep and philosophical and yeah. the hound being the exact opposite yep. all the time. Yeah. Barak is a drunk. Right? No, Barak is, no, Thoros is the drunk. Barak yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. the um, guy who keeps dying. I don't know. I think that them as a group mm-hmm. make, make for a great dynamic. Yep. And you, I saw you right here at the suicide squad going North. <laughs> yeah. And I really agree with that. Yeah.
0: The, the, all, the internet went crazy comparing it. Apparently I haven't seen suicide squad, but apparently there's a scene in that movie where they're all like walking out to like into battle or whatever. And it looked very similar to the ending scene when they're all walking out. Um, you got to be jacked up about that. Got to be jacked up. Now, <laughs>
1: that's a crew. So who's your who's your MVP and uh sleeper pick from this crew?
0: Oh, okay. The sleeper has got to be Gendry. Really? I yeah. That's, I mean, he, he, that's he's an hot obvious he's player. hot onto the scene. He hasn't been here. Uh, I mean, I would say either Gendry or Jorah would be the sleepers.
1: I'm going to say Jorah's my sleeper. Yeah. Because they he they wouldn't have put him through all that crap, you know? Yeah.
0: He's gotta do he something. Could, he I mean, easily there's just no died. way he goes out here and just dies. Yeah. Like, he
1: could have died a long time ago. Yeah. I feel like he's gonna have a big part. Yeah,
0: I think so too. And he's and he has not seen uh Daenerys for the last time either. Yeah. Like they didn't make that whole reunion of their friendship for nothing. Yes. You know, that's that's not the case. So uh I'll I'll say I'll say Gendry's my sleeper, you can have Jorah. I'm gonna say um, MV I got my MVP. I mean, so I mean John's my MVP, even though that's I'm gonna like, say
1: the MVP's the hound.
0: The Hound. I bet
1: he does something superheroic. I like that. Because you've been waiting for that th- from the Hound forever. Yeah, I like that. You've Just been like the was a bad guy, but is not actually a bad guy.
0: I like that. I like that. The Hound saving John. This is the
1: this is the Hound's redeeming moment. I think. yeah,
0: I like that. So they've kept
1: him. They've kept him alive for yeah. a long time too. So,
0: yeah. So my official MVP pick will. Will still be John, but I agree with you 100% that someone is going to save John.
1: Someone's yeah. And, someone and I important. think
0: I I would I think the Hound's a good pick. I, I just for the sake of picking someone else, I'll go with Tormund saving John because they've got a history yeah. and um, they've got a history beyond the wall. Tormund's got a lot of experience beyond the wall. So
1: yeah. Or see now I'm thinking maybe the Hound has to kill his brother,
0: mm. his dead brother.
1: Yeah, the that mountain. that could
0: work too. That Ooh. would be nice, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: But now I. T- there's so many yeah. freaking possibilities. No.
0: There's a lot of possibilities. So all of that helps to detract you from how <laughs> yeah. completely absurd this mission
1: is. Bad mission.
0: <laughs> um, Not a so good mission. So whoever thought of Tyrion, whoever thought of the idea that they'll go north of the wall, capture one soldier from the Army of the Dead, <laughs> alive, <laughs> if, if that's the word, alive. Yeah. They, they can't destroy one soldier because yeah. they need to bring proof that the Army of the Dead is a thing. So they're going <laughs> to capture one soldier... Then get on out of there. And just be like, "Hey, everyone else, we're just taking this one guy here. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna leave with him, and bring him all the way down to King's Landing from beyond from north of the Wall, while he's still uh, functional and proof that the the Army of the Dead is a thing." So that-
1: you brought this up when we were talking about it today, and it's the most the most frustrating part about Game of Thrones is that the audience actually knows way more than the characters. Yes. So the audience is almost too informed. I think, like we know the White Walkers are real. We know. All this bad crap's yeah, that's, happening. Yeah. And it, we, it doesn't make sense to us why they don't, like, the, su- yeah. the Southerners don't believe it. Yeah. Or, like, why anyone wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, so, that's the most frustrating part.
0: It's, and it leads to this ludicrous mission. Yeah. Like,
1: and we also, no- like, notice things that we'll talk about later, but when Gilly brings up um, yeah. a very important piece to the story, which we'll talk yeah. about, Sam glazes over it, and everyone watching goes... Damn it! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that. Like, that's very important. He's yeah. just, like, not paying attention to yeah. it.
0: Yeah. And, like, yeah, that and, like, everyone... Like, all of these people's histories, like, people, you know, uh, like, Littlefinger, like, being a step ahead of Arya. Like,
1: yeah. the audience
0: knows more than the characters at every step of Game of Thrones, which is, like, it gets frustrating at times. Um, the, the,
1: Although, there's still... This is still the show that's had the most twists yeah. in like yeah. TV show history, so maybe that's not the case. It's true. So I, it's, true. Maybe. it's just tough in certain scenarios when I mean, yeah, it's hard to fathom them actually going up and getting one White Walker, bringing it all the way back to yeah. King's Landing, just to be like, look, yeah, <laughs> this things alive. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And so, um, there there are things that Game of Thrones puts in. Also, now I mean, Game of Thrones has reached. Like, like um, back in, like, the day of Lost, you know, when people on the internet were, like, finding every little thing in the show it's- and making theories about it, that's what Game of Thrones has reached. So, yeah. like, you remember just last week we were sitting here talking about the fact that, well, this crossbow's name is Scorpion, so, yeah. like, there's got to be poison in that arrow. Like, there were people on the internet that probably went as far as to be convinced that yeah. there was poison in that arrow because it was, you know, it was named Scorpion, and, yeah. like, there's no way they wouldn't have put poison in that arrow. <laughs> And they didn't, and that just isn't a thing anymore. The dragon's fine. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> like, like, they do put things in that might not actually be anything, but the audience freaks out when we get them. So um, we'll get to that next, I guess. So Sam is sitting there with Gilly, and Gilly's still learning how to read. She's, like, just picking random <laughs> random passages out of a book. Happens to stumble upon. And, oh, upon look at this, stu- This I stumble upon, so...
1: The most important piece of <laughs> Game of Thrones information. So
0: here's the... And I missed this, by the way. I missed this. This was pointed out to me today, uh, so and I, th- I think a lot of people would have missed this.
1: I knew it was important, but they glazed through it so fast... That you didn't really, yeah. Did, I wasn't like... So that's classic Game of Thrones. We talked about that. Yeah. Where someone just happens upon something really important. Yep.
0: And then. Like Sam
1: finding the dragon glass in, like, under the, yeah. The uh, dragon stone. Or, like, there's all these points where someone just happens to say the right thing in the right moment and it changes everything. Yeah, exactly. So this was one of those moments.
0: By the way, just before we get into this, one side note, you just reminded me when you said about Sam finding the dragon glass. I think, I think last episode, you know, um, Arya gets the uh, Bran gets the dagger, and then Arya takes the dagger. None of them know that Dragonglass kills White Walkers. Like none of them know that. Yeah. Like Like the audience is sitting here, like that thing is insanely valuable. Like like you guys are John's about to go north of the Wall. Yeah. And like you have a dagger that's made of, that's made of Valerian steel and or or Dragon whatever it was. Whatever it, it was, it was one of those two. I that, think they that, both that, kill. They, they White do. Walkers. They both kill White Walkers, and like nobody knows it. Like none of the people in the scene know it. Yeah. Um, so
1: here's my th- the only problem I have with the White Walkers right now. It seems like there's a lot of ways to kill them. Yeah. Fire with three dragons yeah, would be pretty that easy. That would be pretty easy to fly um, over and kill them. Fire, period, would be pretty easy. Yeah. Like just how about make sure yeah. that you can build like a bunch of like I don't know, catapults with fire, like yeah. fight only with fire. Yeah, I feel like, like that's um, possible.
0: Uh Euron Greyjoy did that in the yeah. middle of the ocean. If <laughs> he shot a bunch of fire. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> so
1: I think that could help. Um I also think Dragonglass. It's, if you have Dragon Glass, it's just like fighting a normal. Bows army. and arrows
0: of Dragon Glass. Like, yeah. just shoot bows and arrows that with the arrowheads made of Dragon Glass. Hopefully, they end up doing that. So, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Let, let me get back to what Gilly says. So, Gilly's reading, and this is the passage that she reads out of a book. She says, Maynard says here that he issued an annulment for Prince Rhaegar and remarried him to someone else at the same time in a secret ceremony in Dorne. So. And then like she pronounces Rhaegar wrong and Sam like corrects her. And then Sam goes off on some other rant completely about like (laughs) his, about poop. Yeah. (laughs) About about how everyone's pooping and and all that. Like we already, (laughs) we already covered this and he completely just glosses over that. And so again, I fully admit I missed this. You, you identified that it was probably important, but also didn't connect the dots there. It's an interesting dot to connect because Prince Rhaegar is Rhaegar Targaryen, who a lot of people have already kind of pieced together as Jon Snow's father, biological father. Um, Mm -hmm. We got that info from that scene with the tower when Ned Stark's flashback or when well, Bran was we in. We got maybe that. We got like uh, cues of that. Yeah. And so, again, that's not confirmed completely, but it's like pretty widely believed that Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark are Jon Snow's parents. It doesn't really matter, though, because he's still a bastard. He's still Ned Stark's bastard yeah. that he raised. Um, this little tidbit says that Rhaegar Targaryen got an annulment on his marriage and remarried somebody in secrecy. And so, Which the, means the implications of that are huge in the though? Game of Thrones world. Because if it was Lyanna Stark that he remarried, then and, and Jon Snow was born after that, then it means that Jon Snow is the just legitimate son of Rhaegar Targaryen, who yeah. is the heir to the throne, and Lyanna Stark, who is, who is uh, you know, I, I don't know what her a- official ranking is, but she's in the Stark house, yeah. you know. So that's a, a Targaryen family and the Stark family, so the north and the south in the Iron Throne. He's the literally the the, the rightful heir so, to the Iron Throne. Two
1: questions. One is Rhaegar was married to Elia Martell, which I looked up. Okay, I didn't. So know that's that. why yeah. Dorne comes into play, right? Because okay. Martell is Dorn's right? Okay.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Why would the annulment be in Dorne, and then remarried at the same time and location to Lyanna Stark? And also, why secrecy? Like, why is yeah. it a secret?
0: So the secret. So I'm not sure. I I, the, I don't know about any of this. Like I got to know the answers to why uh, it's basically yeah. just going on the if that's Leanna that he's married to, it changes everything because yeah. Jon Snow's the rightful heir of the uh, the Iron Throne. Um, so there's no confirmation it's Lyanna, and this could be one of those things that Game of Thrones just put in there and it doesn't mean anything, and that's not actually what happened. Yeah, I um, don't.
1: So th- I don't. Oh, sorry, I'll let you finish. No, no,
0: I was just gonna say I don't know the answers to those questions. Um, do Do you remember where? um the tower was that that leanna was giving birth in they had the guards oh, around so no. so that was the other but you remember the dream right or not the dream? Oh, yeah. Bran went back Brand in time vision, sure. ned stark is there yep. and leanna is giving birth and leanna dies giving birth to Jon snow or shortly after giving birth to Jon snow but but ned can't get into the um the well, towers why
1: can't ned why does ned have to say it's his bastard
0: because Lyanna asked him to, supposedly. Oh. But so, like, he eventually he saw her before, like but shortly after. But what does after.
1: it matter if they were actually married?
0: I don't know. That see, so the, there's pieces that don't add up. Yeah. Um. But, but so, uh, Rhaegar Targaryen then gets murdered by
1: Barath- Robert Bra-
0: Robert Baratheon. Robert Baratheon, right? And so, yeah, there's a bunch of pieces that that, that, <laughs> yeah. that don't add up. I, Bar- the, yeah. Robert Baratheon was friends with the Starks. Yeah. So.
1: But yeah. he liked Lyanna Stark, Rob right. Baratheon, right? Right. Um, Wasn't he obsessed with her?
0: Yes. I think. Wait. I think he was. Yeah. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. So. I thought. He, I thought they were married. I, I don't know. I don't know the whole story now.
1: Whatever. <laughs>
0: so, any, anyway, so so here's my. So they drop a tidbit, and it, it it's possible it has huge meaning. It yeah. is basically the 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 gist of it. So
1: what I don't want to happen, and it's kind of counter uh, counter what we're talking about right now, is that I don't want the rightful heir to the throne to actually matter because it hasn't mattered this <laughs> right, entire show. Right.
0: And so, yeah,
1: that doesn't actually matter. Yeah. Like Stannis Baratheon would have been king if there was a rightful heir to the throne. Yeah. But the whole show revolves around that not being the case. Literally yeah. the whole show revolves around that. So now I'm supposed to actually yeah. care if John yeah. Snow's legitimate. No, no,
0: no. So, so, so I don't, nobody, no, no viewer cares, Yeah. no viewer cares, but you only care by association because the people in the show care. Some, some characters in the show care. What I, I mentioned this to you today. What I really hope happens in this situation, and, and I will preface this by saying Sam let that go by the wayside. So I don't know how, what means anyone's going to have to actually finding out that info now. Gilly's not going to just go read that again. But, yeah. like, um, the only explanation I have for how someone finds this out now is Bran. Brands like the wild card. brand can just go into whatever point in time or place in history he wants. That's the best description of Bran. He, <laughs> yeah. he can literally do whatever he yeah. wants. <laughs> um, so he's the only chance I see at somebody notifying Jon Snow that he's the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. Here's what I hope happens if that if that's the case. I mentioned this to you today. So Tadaris is obsessed with her rightful heir to the Iron Throne. Jon Snow strikes me as someone who would not care less. Like, he could not care less if yeah. he was the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. He, if he was beyond the wall and somebody said, Hey, Jon... We just found out you're the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. He'd be
1: like, don't tell he'd be, anyone. He'd
0: be like, shut up. Yeah. Like, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a battle with these White Walkers for my people. Yeah. And so my hope would be that Daenerys finds out. It's like, wow, Jon Snow's the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. Sees that Jon Snow doesn't even care and maybe adopts some of that mentality by herself. Because she's starting to get over the top a little bit. She's getting over the top. I've, lo- I've loved Daenerys the entire show. But she's starting to get way too concerned with, like, I'm the queen. Rightfully they're doing that on doing purpose, anything. for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, Especially course, this last episode
1: when she basically executes yeah. um, the Tarleys. Yeah. And they're doing that on purpose to get to some ends because she has not been like that the entire right. six seasons mm-hmm. we've watched her. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden she's queen bee, yeah. and, and, and we have to get like bend yeah. the knee or die. Yeah. No, that's
0: well, what I think is happening is that she's. Now, actually, in striking distance of Cersei, and it's boiling over for her. Because she, like, it's her morality has been, like, a theme the entire show, you know? And it's always been juxtaposed against Cersei, who has no morality. Zero. You know? And Daenerys, like, has always, almost to a point of, like, she's, it bothers her, she's always been, talked about how moral she is, you know? She's always talked about how she's different, and how she, like, isn't Cersei, and she's not immoral like that. And it seems like it's built up to this point where she's so sick of having to meet a moral high ground that Cersei doesn't have to meet that she's now caving a little bit she's crumbling a little bit on it
1: yeah Um, so her storyline's getting I mean it's awesome yeah 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 finally we're seeing dragon fights yeah uh, but we're not actually enjoying uh, Danny as much as we used to
0: right I mean it's just its we're not as we're not liking her as much it's not that it's not as enjoyable of a plot anymore Jon
1: Snow's stock however is way up if it could be even higher it's it's getting higher and higher yeah he just continues he's, to impress. He's
0: probably the only character in the show that is just like that. Everyone likes, everyone's rooting for him. Isn't that crazy?
1: At the, at the first couple seasons, if you were to tell me Jon Snow yeah. at the end of the season one, season one is going to be the most important character in Game of Thrones history, yeah, yeah, you would laugh. Yeah, there's no way. There's so, so many,
0: so many other, so many people in front of him in, in his family. Yeah, to be <laughs> like, more important. Yeah. It's 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 unbelievable. It's a good show. Uh, yeah, it's
1: although now our theory or your theory would mean that you're right. Danny and Jon Snow are related.
0: Yes. So da- so Danny.
1: Danny would Danny be John Snow's aunt, aunt
0: in this scenario, which, by the way, by the way, wasn't um changed by this episode. Like that whole that whole thing with Gilly is only a. The only impact of that is the heir to the throne thing. Like it yeah. doesn't really shed any extra light on whether or not John is the son of Rhaegar and Lyanna. Like people still think that he is, regardless of if that marriage was Ray- Rhaegar and Lyanna. So regardless of that marriage thing, John theoretically is Danny's nephew, um, weird. which is weird.
1: Although people. In Westeros, could don't care. doesn't matter about any familial relations.
0: Does not matter. I yeah. could see Danny and John being together, fighting against Cersei and Jamie being together, and, and it's just and a whole bunch of incest. Watching, and being like, "What is yeah. this?" <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. You know what? You know what blows my mind is like in Game of Thrones in the world. How is it that just like everyone is related to you? Yeah. Like there's so many people in the world. Like how are you? Like how do you sail across seven oceans and end up when end up at an island and it's your aunt that's ruling that island? Like <laughs> yeah. like oh. What what's the luck there? It's my aunt. She, like, <laughs> you are you kidding me? Royalty is incestuous. Yeah. Royalty By the way, incestuous. one one other clue to the that whole plot line is a pretty blatant one. When John tames Drogon. Oh yeah. Um, he's the only other person besides Danny and Tyrion when he was in that cage, or the dungeon when mm-hmm. the dragons are there. He's the only. Those are the only three people to have touched the dragons, from what I read online. Um, so it's it lends itself to John having Targaryen blood, which people have theorized for a while. So, um. So just another supporting piece there. Huh. Um, also, Cersei's pregnant. Yeah. So that was <laughs> the last thing I was going to touch on. Um, Cersei, did you you caught that right in the episode? No. Okay. So it, you, did, I, you didn't. So
1: it was. It happened real fast. I, I and saw. I, I talked really to listening. multiple
0: people today that missed it too. I, I did. Miss I, like it. I, I noticed it pretty clearly, but I they didn't they didn't play it up very much afterwards. So I was a little confused. Basically, Cersei is talking about how she's okay with an armistice, basically, and uh, Jamie's like confused why Cersei's willing to wait. And she she gives all this BS about how she's got to she's got to fight Daenerys the way that her father would or everything, yeah. and she just she puts two hands to her stomach, and says like F- for this or something, and then like Jamie looks at her and and Jamie does actually ask like do you know who the father is <laughs> which is oh, like yeah. which is so like the the people I've talked to today are like wait how did I miss that but it's yeah. like he did ask who the father is and or he and I don't remember if that's exactly what he said but he he asked about the father and she said it was him um, so. And then it, said, then it ended. She, Am she, I the baby daddy? Yeah. And okay. she said, yeah, you are. <laughs> um, but so anyway, that so there's one plot point to this as well that was brought up by the interwebs. Um, and that is that apparently early, way back in the beginning of Game of Thrones, I don't remember this, but people, the internet doesn't miss anything. So nope. um, there was a prophecy apparently with Cersei. I don't remember who. Maybe it was the high priest. I, like I don't know who it was that had the prophecy. Probably even earlier than the high priest because it was probably before her kids were born. Oh, no. But... It
1: was, um, the Mag, Maggie, the the prophecy that she'll die? Yeah, or the, three, the or prophecy three. that she'll have three children this with was golden when she, hair. This Maggie the Frog or something. This is when she was okay. a child. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. Yes, they never that's actually, right. They never actually show you that. It's it's her the, her knowing that she went yes. to this um, prophet or whatever yes, when she was yes. a child.
0: Right, so, so, a, so I don't even remember the scene of her, but she told that story apparently earlier in the yep. show. So she, the prophecy says that she'll have three children with golden hair and golden fr- funeral shrouds um and so she had three children they had golden hair and they all died so the prophecy has been fulfilled at this point point. and now cersei's pregnant so there's a couple of options here one the prophecy is wrong that would be the simple answer i mm-hmm. guess two she's going to die before she has the kid um or, or she has a miscarriage or something um and then there's three which seems like the most cersei option which is that she's not pregnant that, that, that's, this, a that that's, a but that's a lie. that's a lie and that she is potentially maybe starting to play Jamie now too because she might have a fear that Jamie is, is somewhat of a danger.
1: Everybody's playing everybody. Yeah, yeah. And it's all going to come to a head in about eight episodes. There's only
0: eight episodes left. Yeah. There's so much going on. There's only eight episodes left. Oh, so so sad. Um. I think that's it. That's I mean, it. Do, you have, what, do you have anything else on Game of Thrones? That was a lot of Game of Thrones that's talk. That was a lot of Game of Thrones talk, but that's there's how There's a I lot feel. going on, and that was a bridge episode. So. Yeah um there could be a lot now, now do you know for sure there are two more se- episodes in the season or is there only one
1: i don't know that for sure okay. i think there's two. I, I
0: thought th- i think there was seven but i have not read a confirmation that there's two more anywhere i mean i probably just haven't seen it yet but hopefully there's two more but um yeah yeah so if so the penultimate is next week which is always oh
1: no the best you're right yeah
0: so there's there's been five this season so if there's two left penultimate is next so let's go uh, that'll be big so anything else closing thoughts on game of thrones no all righty moving on to another thing that we watched over the weekend before game of thrones which was the founder yes
1: um, that was a thing
0: that is a thing uh it's a movie about the mcdonald's brothers uh and ray Kroc. so mcdonald's brothers are the brothers that started the mcdonald's fast food chain uh, way back when it was a local burger joint um I'll let you start talking about the plot. Do you want to? Should we give away stuff um, in the plot? Or? No,
1: because it's not a very yeah. heavy plot-driven right. show. Right. It's just a very interesting st- story. Yes, agreed. So the plot basically, and uh, this won't be giving anything away, but Ray Kroc obviously is not named McDonald. He doesn't have <laughs> the name McDonald, and the people who started it do. So how does Ray Kroc become the, the founder, and, founder CEO. and CEO of McDonald's and it goes down as his empire. Great question. One persistence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, persistence. Um, is it's right. a show. It it is a an incredible movie. Ray Kroc is a total scumbag, <laughs> yeah. uh, but he wanted something and he got it. He he did whatever it took to do it, and he got it. Yeah. So it's basically the story of um, Ray con- not conning the McDonalds brothers, but. Basically out-businessing them, yeah. Until they had to submit, yeah. And then conning them after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
0: so it's pretty much conning them. I, I mean, yeah, he, he he outbusinesses them very sleazily,
1: and um, then cons them, and
0: then cons them. Yeah, essentially. Yeah.
1: So it it doesn't sound like a lot's happening in that movie, and it is kind of a long movie, but it never felt long. I no. was always very engaged. I was yeah. very. Happy to be watching it all time. It just, yeah, the flow is very good. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting story how this all works. And I'll say that the the best line of the movie is when um, his real estate attorney or whoever he meets says, after they've had openings in in dozens of states and then they're really starting to to gain some ground, and Ray Kroc still doesn't make any money because he's franchising and all these franchisees make a cut and the McDonald's brothers make a cut. And they have to pay a certain amount for all these different things. He's like, How I need more I need to renegotiate my deal. And then the McDonald's brothers don't. Mm -hmm. And then the attorney says, Mr. Croc, you're not in the burgers business. You're in the real estate business. Mm -hmm. Buy the land before the fran and then sell the land to the franchisees, yeah. Franchisees and have them pay you the cut. That way you're always making the guaranteed money.
0: Right. And you control everything over them.
1: Yes. And yeah. put it into terms of the lease that you have to do X, Y, or Z. Right. So, like, it really yeah. is just a, a loophole to out-business the McDonald's brothers, but it, it was very interesting mm-hmm. and e- very well um, done. It was easily understandable, mm-hmm. um, explained very thoroughly. I, Michael Keaton's an awesome actor. Yeah. Just superb. Um, but Ray Kroc really comes off like, a, like Ray Kroc. <laughs> <Cock. laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. Um, so, we can get to our, reviews, our ratings now. Um, yeah. so I'm going to give it 80 Derek dragon fruits. Okay. Um, very good, very good movie. Um, like you said, uh, 80, I'm going to, I'm going to call this on the very bottom, br- uh, cusp of certified bataya colada. So it's certified bataya colada. Um, my big, my only problem with the movie is the way I feel at the end of it. Um, yeah. like I, like you said, Ray rock ends up being a huge scumbag. Um,
1: but you kind of like him you throughout love him. the movie. You
0: love him. But you you you're rooting for him for most of the movie, and then like, then you just you get to the end and you're like, oh, like the last twenty five minutes, yeah, you're yeah. like, damn it, like yeah. like I was rooting for this guy the whole time. Yeah, like so that's the only thing that gives it an eighty for me. Not by no fault of the movie. Like that's the story. Like that's the way yeah. that's the way it happened. So. Um, but that's just like the, the, the feeling I ended the movie with is the only reason I can't give it like a really high score. So I'm going to go 80.
1: Yeah. It does make you feel a little grimy. Yeah. It's not because it's a bad movie. No. The ending is actually very good. Yeah. It's just, it makes you feel a little like, is like that's skeezy. Yeah. And we ordered McDonald's halfway through. <laughs> yeah, we, did, we, did. <laughs> we thought we'd be that's, meta that's we literally Uber eats McDonald's during the founder, <laughs> like total couch slobs. Oh, yeah. is the worst. Yeah. Two double cheeseburgers, though. So good. (laughs) Um, I give it 84% Steve Nicholas avocados, just under certified guac. I highly recommend watching it. It's about two hours-ish. Very well done movie. Really cool story about something that we're very familiar with, Mm -hmm. and you probably didn't know the background of it. Yeah, definitely not. Um, So 84% Steve Nicholas avocados.
0: There you go. Alrighty, So that's the founder.
1: That's the founder. Now you know what time it is. What time is it? Taco Bell news. Uh, Huge news in the Taco Bell world this week. Um, Very big Taco Bell news. (laughs) Um, So I don't even know how to describe this. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm still just trying to work this all out. But apparently Taco Bell is trying to introduce a burrito that includes spicy pop rocks. (laughs) Or, quote-unquote, cayenne popping crystals. Um, So, I like it. I think I'm on board for it. And the reason I like it is because Taco Bell is the game changer. They're the people who are going to start putting Fritos in your burrito. They're going to make a taco shell out of Doritos. They are going to wrap a burrito in a quesadilla. They're going to do whatever they can to get your attention and firecracker burritos which is what they're aptly named poppingly cheesy (laughs) is what i want and what i need so i think i'm on board the doritos locos taco derek are you listening Mm -hmm. it changed the world it did it changed the world it did and i think this could be the next (laughs) doritos locos taco it's not the best idea because you hear oh a taco shell out of dorito that's a brilliant idea. Yes, it it's is. kitschy, but it's brilliant. Yes, Pop Rocks in a burrito is not the <laughs> most brilliant idea. No, not quite. But it's not the worst. It's not Sorry. the worst. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on the? On the uh,
0: I mean, I don't think I'm gonna try one. To you're be not honest. even gonna try. I don't it. think I'm gonna try. You're I not mean, try. I mean, I don't know. If I find myself a Taco Bell, maybe I'll try one.
1: I don't know. I, so I'm not like excited to try it's it. In it's the testing it's, uh, phase. It's only open in a few okay, specialty okay. Taco Bells right now. The Firecracker Burrito. It uh, <laughs> literally does says poppingly cheesy. <laughs> uh, I
0: I don't know. I'm uh, the, the jury's still out for me. I, I don't know if I can hop on board with this until I hear people say it's good. I'm not willing to be an early adopter of the of the Pop Rocks Burrito.
1: I will absolutely be an early adopter. <laughs> And I will – if if it comes to Boston, I'm going to be there in a heartbeat. I just sure. got to try it. <laughs> um, but I do really like and appreciate the the fast food industry really, really stretching the boundaries. Yeah. Um, Burger King introduced the Cheetos mozzarella sticks. Great idea. Yeah. Um, Lay's Do Us of Flavors are great again this year. Fried Green Tomatoes. Uh, what are the other ones? Can't remember crispy taco everything yeah, bagel yeah, yeah. everything right. bagel flavored chips great idea, um, so they're really really testing the boundaries of flavor and mm-hmm. I'm all about it. Yeah,
0: you got to test the boundaries. Fully support it. So you that's Taco
1: Bell news. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Always a rush keep to push keeping that
1: keeping button. Your, keeping you on your toes. <laughs> um, that's it. That's it, for, that's it for that uh, that segment.
0: righty. and last topic, Charlottesville.
1: Sure. So this is gonna be quick. Yep. we would like to publicly announce that yep. we are anti-Nazi and anti-white supremacists.
0: This is correct. Steve has stated it here accurate. on the podcast. Steve has made an accurate statement. Because apparently,
1: it's pretty hard for people to announce that. Right. Especially our president.
0: Yeah, right. We wouldn't want to like alienate anybody or anything. But no, like, but we
1: actively want to alienate those right. people. Right. So, I would like, like to. We
0: yeah, like. So I would just like to publicly too.
1: state. I'm not the president so obviously I no, don't no, no. there's there's yeah. I don't have any constituents I have to impress right so we right. can we can openly say I don't like Nazis I agree with that okay yeah that's good yeah
0: I, I don't like white supremacists
1: I don't either yeah so there you go that's just a little little tidbit and if Nazis
0: um, get mad at me about that I don't I don't care I don't either so
1: I'm mad at them yeah
0: I'm at yeah I'm mad at them too yeah so and they can get mad at me if they want
1: so that's just us being able to say that out loud yep. in a public forum because we're not spineless. Yep.
0: The entire internet can hear us say that. Yeah. There's not want. one person on the internet that isn't able to hear us say that. Yeah. They can if they want to.
1: So just go to Derek and that's sleep.com. that. We just want to make it known because it's not that hard to do. Right. And it's not going to damage our reputation very much. We could have tweeted it. We're going to we lose was. a couple yeah. Nazi listeners, <laughs> which is tough, but they can go to hell. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Next up is our favorite segment, sports. <laughs> Jam.
0: Sports, okay. Sports, okay. <laughs> um, um, let's rattle through some quick sports <laughs> topics. we got not a lot going on. Not a lot. So let's. So,
1: I just want to hear your answer. We don't have to debate this. This is going to be a debate, but we spend a lot of time okay. talking about Thrones. Who would be the best basketball player of all time if you wore sandals in the NBA instead of sandals basketball shoes? Sandals in the
0: NBA. This is such a tough question. So... Um, I was with our roommate when you texted this question. My our roommate strongly, strongly, strongly thinks it's Shakila. Yeah,
1: way too strongly.
0: Um, so I, I think Shakila is a, a, it's a, it's a decent good. It's a good answer. I think it's a good answer. It's not. Um,
1: it's it's a hypothetical. It's a hypothetical. Yeah. No, no so
0: right I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give a hypothetical answer. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. I'm going to say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's fair. You're the best basketball player.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say, so listen to this answer. It's Dirk Nowitzki, I think. Yeah, that's. Dirk doesn't move too much. He doesn't really he jump when he shoots. He threes. <laughs> he sticks the ball way above his head, so you're right, he doesn't have to jump. His patented move doesn't involve actually having to make cuts or move to the basket. Mm-hmm. It's just lean away and stick your foot out. <laughs> stick your sandal foot yeah. out. Uh, and there's, they're rainbow sandals, by the way. Yeah, they're like flip-flops. They're flip-flops. Flip yeah, not
0: like sandals that are tied down.
1: Yeah. Um, that's my answer. Yeah. It's a fun debate.
0: I, I'm just going with someone who's got a big height advantage and a big sky hook advantage. Who would so. be?
1: who would lose the most?
0: Who would lose the most? Yeah.
1: Which player would drop in efe- effectiveness? Isaiah Thomas. A hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Isaiah Thomas wouldn't get a shot off. That's probably true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good point. I was going to say him or like Derek Rose. Cause Derek yeah. Rose would immediately break both tr- of his ankles That's true, That's true.
0: That's true. Not in- from an injury standpoint, it'd be Derek Rose. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> okay, so that's just – that's something to consider. Next up, hallelujah, Derek.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Is it about time? It's
0: about time. The
1: Bucks cut Roberto Aguayo.
0: Second-round pick, 2016. Um,
1: Second-round pick, kicker, 2016. <laughs> lowest field goal percentages made of all eligible kickers mm-hmm. that year. Yeah. Missed two kicks in preseason. Not that preseason matters that much, but it's kicking. For kickers, it does. For, kicking, yeah. for kickers, it does. It's the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. So he's out. We have Nick Folk in; he's making all of his field goals within 50 <laughs> yards, which is amazing. Yeah. Um. However, the funny story is Roberto Aguayo, the touted best kicker, best, co- actually the best college kicker of all time. Yeah. Percentage wise. Yeah. And touted is going to be the best kicker of all time in the NFL. Drafted second round. Gets drafted by the Bucks. The Bucks cut Connor Barth, to make room. Who's <laughs> another kicker? Yeah. The Bears pick up Connor Barth. He becomes their starting kicker. Yeah. The Bucks cut Roberto Aguayo. The next year, the Bears pick up Roberto <laughs> Aguayo to compete with Connor Barth. Yeah. So now Connor Barth is competing for his job again, <laughs> again against the same guy. <laughs> so this is going to be an I would I would watch Hard Knocks about that battle. <laughs> yeah. um, so the only the only good thing about this is we're going to get a very awkward Hard Knocks episode. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. T- tomorrow. Was Aguayo today. on the first
0: episode, right? So. Barely. Well, Not I mean, but really. he was on the team in the first episode, yeah. so he's now been cut, and this will be, so be on this episode. There's yeah. going
1: to be a scene of him being cut. By, yeah. Wow. Yeah. By wow. Dirk.
0: So speaking of Hard Knocks, let's get to it right now. So oh. episode one uh, was very good. Um, I'm going to let you give most of the info about what actually happened because I, I didn't pay as much attention, but I was watching. Uh, my biggest takeaways are that uh, Jameis is just hilarious. I, I just, I, I mean, yeah. you just Jameis's likability factor skyrockets with Hard Knocks. Yeah. It just does. Which I mean. Is,
1: what I was worried about because what they're doing it the right way yeah, where they're actually just showing him being goofy and like acting like a big child which is what he is Right. he definitely speaks before he talks (laughs) and you can get that from his first they could highlight that if they wanted to they They, could make him look like an idiot yes they could (laughs) or they could make him look like the Jameis that he is which is a good leader very likable person really wants to be the best quarterback he can be um, so I think we're in a lot of that. And I've, yeah. I'm obviously biased. I, yeah, yeah. I love the Bucks. I love Jameis. I like uh, him when he was with the Knowles. But there's a lot of feedback that I'm – because I'm talking to everyone about it because I yeah. want them to watch it, mm-hmm. and I like it, that Jameis is coming off very – I oh, mean, it's one episode. Yeah, it's one – sure. yeah, yeah. But Jonas, one of our good friends, big Ravens fans, just yeah. watching Hard Knocks Because, said Jameis yeah. is his new favorite player in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. So I'm – Yeah.
0: I mean, th- there's plenty of people that probably feel that way. Like, like it's hard not to like him watching it. And – like you said, they could have they could have portrayed him in a bad light. I mean, th- there was one scene they were sitting in Dirk Cotter's office and they're talking, and like James made a couple of really dumb comments yeah. in that in that like yeah. he was talking about like how he didn't know it was like second and seven or something. Yeah. Like there was one of those like he's like, oh, I didn't even look. I just wait for you to tell me, Coach. And Dirk's like, like I don't and even Dirk's look. Like, you don't know like, they're down and yeah. distance. Yeah. So like they yeah. they could have easily. Like, put more of that in there and less of him being him, yeah. you know? And so, luckily, they didn't do that. Like, yeah. they're still... They made it, you know, like, the endearing... It's, it's the right, it's the right yeah. mix. Yeah, it's he's, the right mix. It's like, you, you want to... F- this guy's a good leader. He's a good teammate. He's a good person. Like, from what you're sh- they're showing with yeah. everything here, he's kind of dumb. He's like, kinda, like, yeah. he's, like he's, he's, a, he's a young quarterback he's still. He's not book smart at He's all. not book smart. He's a young quarterback that still, like, comes across as a little bit dimwitted sometimes. Yeah. But that's fine. Like, that, that's endearing in who he is. Yeah. Like
1: And the best part is, like, they first couple scenes are him in his hometown he really grew up in the hood in bessemer alabama yeah like and you you can tell right away he's like wow there probably was 15 to 20 people sleeping in this house at one point yeah and so he's telling about where they they peed it outside and they had a grill for 15 years and they finally got a new grill and they're like coming up in the world (laughs) um and then the next scene is him at their fancy hotel checking in for training camp and the lady's explaining his rewards points, and if he <laughs> declines room service a couple times, he can get extra points. And he doesn't really understand it. He, he's like that. She's reading the fine print or whatever, and he's like, "I'll take the extra points. Like, I want the extra. Oh, yeah, I want those. Because he's just like a kid from the hood yeah. who's like never had anything, and now he's like, yeah, hotel points. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. So he's just like a, a goofy, lovable guy. I mean, yeah. I know he's got a lot of negative. Um, past associations so yeah. it's, he's got to shake those and and he has to some degree with mm-hmm. his maturity in the NFL so far mm-hmm. but I think hard knocks is doing a good job of yeah. showing the Jameis that I see yeah and the Jameis that I think the Tampa Bay Bucks fans see which is mm-hmm. a guy who cares so much about football and mm-hmm. about his family which is his te- which are his teammates mm-hmm. that like he's hard not to love
0: yeah I completely agree and, and it's good that they're shedding that type of light on him so um. Yeah, I think Hard Knocks extremely good first episode. They lost so. a
1: great storyline in the kicker battle, though. Yeah, which I'm actually true. kind of happy about. Yeah, I yeah. don't care about the kicker yeah. battle.
0: Last thing about Hard Knocks too, I will say the mix was very good in the first episode of Stars versus Rooks. You I know, did like hear we got like you know
1: they did a p- little preview episode beforehand, like for all the Bucks fans in Tampa. Mm-hmm. It was like a one on one with the creators, and they said one of the biggest takeaways from last year. Because the it, the viewers was way down from mm-hmm. last year because it was the Rams it t- from this year. I think the Olympics were going on too, which hurt. Yeah, yeah. But he said fans don't really care about the no name, like especially not fans of the team. Yeah, yeah. Don't care about undrafted free agents. Yeah, like that's right. not why I'm watching this. Yeah. Because like yeah. I don't. Either way, if they make the team, they're not going to be stars. Yeah. It's very rare. Right. So why do I care about these undrafted free agents yeah. and their story? Like yeah. no, I care about behind the scenes. Of yeah. my favorite players. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I th- I thought the mix was good. A, a little bit of undrafted free agent stuff, but mostly Jameis, Deshaun Jackson, like the guys that you care about. Yeah, Gerald McCoy, um, and the Game of Thrones at the end was awesome. Yeah, but, that like, was I, funny. They, I know it's HBO, so they're obviously going to do that cross uh, promotion. But I hope they do that every week. Yeah, that, I would have listened a, to like twenty. I would have listened to way more yeah. of that. Like yeah. like that that was. To me, that might have been the best part of the episode. Was yeah. just like them; their reactions were just hilarious. Yeah. To that, oh, so. with
1: the best was when uh, Jameis was like Cersei, though, and then Brian <laughs> Fitzpatrick's in the background. He goes no, because he's like hasn't seen. He goes no, no, no.
0: So that was extremely good. So there you go, Hard Knocks episode one, looking good. That's every Tuesday night, I think. Yeah. Yeah, every Tuesday night. airs tonight if you're listening. Yeah. So, so there's Hard Knocks. Last topic uh for sports before we hit the final drive uh baseball Red Sox and Yankees had a big series over the weekend um the rivalry kind of lived up to the hype for the first time in a while this is the first time in a long time the Red Sox and Yankees have played meaningful games like in late August you know yeah. these two te- teams haven't been 1-2 in a while it's been like the Rays have been there the Orioles have been there Blue Jays have been there this has been a very yeah.
1: good run for these two teams yeah um, uh, this I, I don't typically care about this rivalry as much as a lot of other mm-hmm. baseball fans do, but this one kind of matters now. And I watched two games that were probably the two best games I've seen yeah. all year. Yeah. So the Yankees had a comeback win, five runs in the eighth, two nights ago, and then the Red Sox had a walk off um, against
0: not walk off, not walk-off, but yeah, but yeah, a, a ten a 10 a ten-tening ten-tening win. win. Yeah. Um, after tying in the ninth, after tying in the
1: ninth, Errolds yeah. Chapman gives up his first home run to a lefty hitter ever ever yeah, in his career, to a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty-year-old rookie. So the Raphael things Devers. are off, yeah, it's just off the charts. I think the Red Sox took the series. Yeah, two, two to yeah, two to one. Two yeah, to yeah. one. Yeah. Two um, two out of three. Yeah. Two out of three. So very very good series. Very good for baseball. Mm-hmm. They need this rivalry. They yeah. need these yeah. young players to step up. Yeah. Devers, mm-hmm. um even like Judge did, yeah. isn't having the best. Yeah, Judge is slumping. Yeah, slumping, but. It's a storyline for them. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees right. are a young team. They got D. Yeah, Gory, I mean, so
0: despite Judge like... having a bad hey, Judge has 35 home runs. Yeah. <laughs> like he's a rookie. He's got 35 home runs. There's yeah. two months left in the season. Yeah, like I mean, or a month and a half left in the season. He's hit pretty terribly since the All Star break, but like he's a rookie. He's gonna go through slumps. Yeah. So,
1: and even and I don't know. Baseball's good this year. Yeah, it's good. The Dodgers are young and Dude, amazing. The, the
0: Dodgers are 49 games over the, 500. The
1: Astros are amazing. They're just the. A lot of good teams making good moves. A yeah. lot of good young players. Yeah, I'm, I'm really into the, the future of baseball. Yeah,
0: the the Nationals are incredible, by the way, with the number of guys they have injured. Yeah, and they're still like 70 and, and 50 or something. Yep. Like the they Nationals picked, are in first they just place. They picked up a couple of bullpen arms. Too. Yeah, and they've been just ravaged by the injury bug. Um, so yeah, baseball is exciting this year. And for all the crap it's gotten over the years, baseball's parity is pretty good. It's pretty I good. I mean, I mean, baseball for years and years and years was was scoffed at as the league with no parity, and the NFL was praised as the league with parity. Like, that's kind of changed a little bit. You know what kind
1: of changed it a tiny bit for baseball? Was the one-game playoff. Yeah. Now now you don't – like, the Rays are in it. They're two games above 500. Yeah, Yeah. And the Dodgers are 45 games above (laughs) five hundred. But the Rays – But they might be in a series against them. But the Rays might be in a series (laughs) against them. Well,
0: they're in a different league, but, like – Like, that's – Yeah, it's – The Rays have
1: a chance to play that team. Yeah. if you can get into a one game playing wild card. So yeah. it, it expands the eligible teams. Yeah. From like the dot, like obviously the Dodgers and the Astros are amazing, mm-hmm. but they're just as eligible as the Rays. Yes. I mean right. there's there's teams out there that now have a chance. Yeah. With a pretty There's like six
0: record. teams within two games of the AL wild card. Yeah. So uh the second AL Wild card wild card. So yeah, baseball's been good this and year. And
1: there's an upcoming I think it's later in August, there's a nickname night. Oh yeah, that's right. Players' weekend. Players' yeah, weekend. Players' weekend. They can wear any swag they want. Yeah. They can wear. They can change their bats. They can change their gloves. Their jerseys are going to have nicknames on imagine
0: them. Imagine the NFL doing that. It's amazing. Just imagine if the NFL it's would have such that such a fun. good idea.
1: Yeah. It's a great idea. Although baseball has always been known as a, a very stuffy league. Yeah, but they,
0: but they've identified it. They yeah. They. I mean, baby steps, maybe. Think of but how but many, like,
1: how many Longo jerseys are going to sell, yeah. or how many Mook yeah. jerseys say Mookie on yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Or um, David Freese has one that says Dave Human on the yeah. back, because his friend has a dog named Dave, <laughs> and when they're together, one's called Dave Dog and the other's called Dave Human. It's a professional baseball yeah. player who's like, yeah, three of my friends Dave call me Dave Human, so that's my <laughs> name on the back of my jersey. Yeah, uh, that's great. It's gonna be a great weekend. I'm yeah. excited for that.
0: Yeah. So that's it for sports. Anything else?
1: Uh, that's it for sports for me.
0: Alrighty, final drive time. You wanna go first or second?
1: I'll go first. All right. All right. So my final drive is: I'm talking to you, The Rock. <laughs> we are sick of you, The Rock. We, as in the the collective millennial generation, of r- The Rock winning sexiest man alive, being a professional wrestler, being a college football player, being a, the best actor, being the most the highest growing grossing actor of 2016, 17. We're done, The Rock. We're done. We get it. You're funny, you're personable, you're charming. People are talking about him running for president. Get the rock out of my face. <laughs> I like the guy. He's a very personal, personable person. He's uh, he cares about all the fans. He's not really stuck up. But man, if I have if ever seen too much of a good thing, it is the rock. <laughs> I just cannot watch another movie TV show. Uh, ESPN special. I just can't see him on any other thing. Commercials. He's in every commercial now. I just can't do it. I don't know when he has time to do anything. Like, when is he working out? When does he know. work out? When does he keep his huge body in shape? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> so, <laughs> The Rock, settle down. That's all. My final drive is just settle down. <laughs> I want to see you once a month at the most. <laughs> all not right. Not once every, literally once every couple hours I see him. <laughs> on the internet or on the TV. And he's an okay fella. That's it.
0: That's it. That's, it. It. That's the final drive of The Rock. We, we're done with The Rock. Um, my final drive is a movie I watched that Steve didn't watch, so I made this one my final drive for this week, uh, War Dogs with uh, Jonah Hill and Miles Teller. This is a very just okay movie. Um... <laughs> it's uh it's entertaining uh I-, I watched the whole thing I didn't feel the need to stop watching it so there's that yeah. um I like Miles Teller Miles Teller most movies that I've seen with Miles Teller in it I think he's done a pretty good job in Jonah Hill I mean Jonah Hill's a very good actor too considering the number of different like Jonah Hill goes from fat to skinny to fat to skinny like, <laughs> like no one I've ever seen to just for these roles like he's this fat like grimy guy in War Dogs um and so it's basically about these two guys that become, like, arms dealers that, you know, the U.S. government ha- is buying weapons, but they can't go directly to, you know, for instance, they, they sometimes have to buy stuff that's, like, shady, you know, against an embargo or something. And they go through these third-party arms dealers, and the arms dealers make a ton of money. And basically these two, like, Jonah Hill's, like, the sleazy, like, guy who's always been in this thing. And Miles Teller is like, his friend from high school that is like a massage therapist and, and like he, he gets roped into this thing to become an arms dealer and he like lies to his wife about it and like it's just all this mess and so it's an interesting concept but it's just like kind of just an okay movie so I mean I, I don't really know what else to say about it it sounds uh, good the way you describe it I think but. you should I, I mean I would say if it's on TV give it a shot but like while you're watching it if your friend calls you up and is like hey you want to go like out to the bar then you say yes and you leave and you don't, fi- you don't finish the movie Yes. But like, if you're not going to do anything, if you're going to go to bed, then I say finish the movie. Okay. So that's my that's my description that's, of
1: it. That's a fine description. What's your? Uh, 62. Dragon
0: sorry, 62. I didn't give that. 62 Derek Dragonfruits. So. Definitely not Patay. Not not Patai-glada, No chance. But. It's uh, it's good enough that it if it it's on, you got nothing else to do, you can watch it. Cool. So
1: Well that's it for episode seventy four. Catch us next that's all week. It does. We got Austin Giles on the pod, yep. former B C football player. Gonna ask him some uh trivia about the office. Apparently that's his specialty yeah. nowadays um it's gearing yeah, up for it if you've made it this long you're still listening congrats i don't know how many yeah. people listen to the end i know but i don't think we ever say and this was enough. once again thank you.
0: a time that we said it was gonna be short <laughs> it wasn't short dang it yeah we so. literally do that every <laughs> single time i say it's short it's so long it's li- like
1: i think it's because it maybe we think it's a talent it's like a no, skill. no 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 it's it's definitely psychological <laughs> we think that we have to fill time yeah that's shorter true. and just forget we just lose track we just, track. Yeah. We just don't keep track
0: it's yeah it's, it's weird thrones. thrones took up a ton of time, a ton of time but yeah it's it's interesting like we had nothing on the agenda yeah. <laughs> it's like here we are still so, here all right well I guess we'll end it so
1: yeah.
0: we'll see you guys next week for episode number 75 later
1: days.